Tanya for the 23rd of Shvat. First, the story. Yitzchak of Varki was a student of David of Lela. And one time, he, see, he, he told the story, he told the story himself. He said, one time I went to David of Lela and I was davening in the morning with him. And David of Lela had gotten ready. He put it on his talus and he was about to start davening when suddenly there was a knock on the door and a non-Jewish man was there. And the non-Jewish man said, I want some whiskey. David of Lela's wife was used to sell food, sell whiskey and other groceries. She wasn't home at the moment. And so David of Lela said, okay, I'll get, I'll get the whiskey for you. So the man gave an amount of money, gave it to David of Lela and said, I want exactly a pint of whiskey. So David of Lela went to the, the big whiskey container and started measuring out exact, exactly a pint. And he brings it back to the guy, he tells the non-Jewish man, here's the, here's the whiskey. And the man said, you, you measure that so exactly. You, you go back, add a little bit in. Don't measure exactly however much I want. You know, be generous in your serving. So David of Lelov walked back to the big whiskey container, poured all the whiskey back in the into the container, gave the man back his empty bottle, gave him back his money, and said, oh, "I'm not interested anymore." That was it. He didn't say that. He just they said goodbye. And Yitzchak of Varki was very confused because it wasn't David of Lelov's style to be like that. And at the same time, they started davening. And after davening, Yitzchak of Varki couldn't hold himself back. And he came to David of and said, I need to understand what happened. Why did you initially serve the man? And then when he, when he asked for a generous helping instead of an exact helping, you just gave everything back. So David of Lelov told him like this, anything I do, my motive is always, in every way you should know Hashem. I want to know what will bring Hashem um, happiness. How can I be able to please Hashem in any action? That's what, that's what determines anything I do. And so he said like this. He said, when the man initially came, I didn't want to deal with it. This before David. But then I thought to myself, I could do what the Torah says about having exact measurements. The man asked for exactly a pint. I could give him exactly a pint. So I walked over. I gave him exactly a pint. And I gave it back to him. But the second that he said he wanted more, it was clear this wasn't the way I was going to serve Hashem. In that case, I don't want to deal with this. And therefore, I poured it back and gave it back to him. It's a beautiful idea, the idea that everything that we do needs to be motivated by godliness. And that's the topic now. In today's Tanya, in the past few days of Tanya, we're talking about fear. But fear as a fear of God as a motivator, that everything you do is all motivated by fear, is a very powerful idea. But today's Tanya is in the describe that there's two fears going on. And it gets very confusing because you open up so many different um, sources in Tanya and you keep hearing about fear. And fear seems to be very misplaced like fear sometimes is less than action more than action and it's very confusing today's time is gonna is gonna clarify this big misconception when it comes to fear of god where exactly it falls out in importance in judaism continuation from yesterday when a person realizes that they're in tune and they're in contact with an energy so much beyond what occurs in the higher worlds and the rest of the world would blow to bits were they to receive this energy. And yet in this world, when a Jew learns Torah, they're able to just continuously be in touch. As we're in touch right now, and yes, we might not feel it. And it's, it's not something that we're able to see. It's actually for that very reason that we're able to receive that. It, uh, energy that we receive is beyond anything that exists in any form of revelation of God. That's in the highest world until then. Only in this world, when a Jew learns Torah, are they in touch with such powerful, raw, potent energy. But this could create, cause a person to have incredible fear of God. When a person realizes it's not fear and trembling, as we're going to discuss in a moment, it's just an incredible appreciation and, and a tremendous awe of godliness because they realize when they're learning Torah, as we're doing right now, 
we're able to be in touch with so much power of godliness, such a unity with God. A person right now, as we're doing right now, learning Torah, we're in, in, in a perfect unity with our mouth and brain and, 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 and thought, speech, and action, are entirely bound up in a complete unity with godliness. The higher worlds get enough energy so that they could be. Nothing can be without God. Nothing could be without Savior of energy. And God's energy makes everything create, created. So all the higher worlds, they have it. That has exactly enough for them to continue going. But the energy that comes down when unifies with us, when we learn Torah, doesn't exist over there. It, it wouldn't it'd be impossible. But Zeo Shekasa, now, now we're going to get to the, the topic of fear. And, and we're going to answer this big question. And just for a little bit of context, it says in the, it says in the Mishnah like this, if, there's, if, not, if there's no fear, there's no wisdom. If there's no wisdom, there's no fear. And obviously the question is, well, that's a loop. You know, you have to break the loop somehow. What, where do you start? And the many different answers. The Alter is going to give an answer today. And this is what it's written in the Apostle. Hashem gave us all of these mitzvahs in order that we should fear him. Now that sounds really nice. Hashem gave us all the mitzvahs so we should fear him. But the truth of the matter is when you think about it for a second, that's not the conventional thinking. Conventional thinking is you fear God and if you fear God so much, we say, whoa, I'm in so much awe and fear of God. I'm in, therefore going to translate my fear into practical doing but this pasuk seems to be switching around the water saying i'll give you all these mitzvahs in order that you fear me as if fearing is an end game but that's not conventional thinking it's the pasuk and on this great fear that hachamim say so what's the answer well let's continue the brackets and we'll say the answer there's no wisdom there's no there's no fear. The Torah is called, this level of fear is called a gateway to the, to the dwelling. Quick, very briefly, this is the explanation. There's a lower fear, which we're going to be talking about later on, Ramsar, Chlias, et cetera, down, down the line. There's an introductory fear a person needs to have in order to be mitzvah. Because mitzvah, that, of any form of fear, is, it's, not, it's, it's not really compatible. That's why we say, but I'm sorry, Khalias, the, the, what we're going to get later on, that's the, the initial fear. Then there's, the, then there's a higher level of fear. And this higher level of fear is a powerful fear, a fear that a person could get when they're learning Torah and start to appreciate what a bond they get with God. This is called Yerikadeva. It's a higher level of fear. And it's a fear that comes after the mitzvahs. A person could do a mitzvah with so much power triggering this incredible fear of God. So to answer the question, it would be this fear before um, a mitzvah or after a mitzvah, the answer is both. There's a lower level of fear, the introductory fear, the, ba the baseline fear. I appreciate God. God created the world. God cares about me. God is watching me, etc. as we're going to learn later on. And then there's the fear when a person appreciates in the moment of a mitzvah or in the moment of Torah, what's going on when we're doing this? When we're doing Torah right now, we're connecting with God with a unity that non-existent and uncompatible with absolutely anything from the highest source until this world. And in the moment we, learn, we study Torah, there is no connection more close than that. 
that could cause a person during and after the mitzvah to start having this wild awe of God where he starts to appreciate, I'm in touch with so much godliness. The appreciates, he says, for a person to really get himself into the right mode and to really intellectually understand what goes on when we learn Torah and then feel that fear resulting from that, your average mind, even a great mind, can't really get there. I mean, we're expected to try. That's the baseline. But at the same time, could we actually get it? It's very difficult. Even a person, but a person that isn't able to do it, so we say, just throw in the towel and I'll give up. No. It could not even be his fault. It could just be his neshama comes from a place that's unable to tolerate a year of this powerful. A person say, well, you know what? I can't reach this sphere. Let me, I'm not going to bother learning Torah because I'm supposed to be learning Torah and then realizing the unity I have with God when I study Torah and then experience that year day of the incredible oil of God. And he says, well, if I can't experience that, let me not do any Torah. Says that to slow down. Learn Torah. If you get, if you, if your mind has the capacity to get you to year day very good. If it doesn't, not a problem. Just continue to do what you need to do day to day. Don't be troubled by the fact that you haven't reached this incredible order you're supposed to be reaching. Do what you got to do. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya Salina Shisha Shamba Yoch. I'm Michelle Rani Tafan to Kasser Rabbi Joseph. Shmuel Daniel. Kama Daniel. No food slim for Rabbi Nacham and Shasia Steb. Tarama Shema Sarah Kelim Chaimish Kabracha Tvaya Leba Tafalibani Nebat Bad. And Elizabeth Lay and anyone else who's a Tour Shlema have a wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much for joining.